All right, good evening. We are going to do the 52nd chapter in Maranavuchim. And in the main text, the main text is very long in this chapter. And it's like a lot of words. And it's it, like it could take us over a week just to do that chapter. And as long as, although I really want to do the original text, but I've chosen to go with Rav um, Tolidano's. It's a summary, so it's not the real text. And it's uh, two pages. If you flip back, you'll see front and back. And then I got the English here, which kind of summarizes what the Hebrews got over here. So uh, that's what we're going to do. And we're going to call this the five types of attributes and defining God by his actions. Right here. Right here. We don't need the big screen. No, so. I figure you guys are easier to see something in front of you than there, but although the text is a lot smaller here. But anyway, so let's look at the Hebrew on page 254. Remember, it flips on both sides, so make sure you're on page 254. And then the English will try to uh, put it together over here. So you see in the Hebrew, it says, Yesh Arba Sugim Shel There's four types of descriptions. Now, in footnote number one, he's going to say, really, the Rambam says there's five. But he, and the Rambam says there's five. But it, in summarizing, Rav Talia says, it's really four, as you'll see in a minute. And he likes the number four better. It's more mystical and things like that. So I'll look at the Hebrew. I'll read the Hebrew, and then we'll go right to the English. Um, and we'll, we'll see how it goes. Okay, one is called, first bullet point, Tarei Hagdara. Those are... Um, attributes that define the entity you're speaking about. We'll explain everything. Next one, and so in the English, it's called either wholly definitional or partially definitional. Second one is tare echust, and that the description of qualities. And in the English over there, it says non-essential. Then we have tare yachas, the descriptions endure to relation, relation types of descriptions. And tare pu'ula are descriptions of action. Okay, these are the five ways you can describe something. Now what's interesting, if you look at the English, Aristotle has 10 categories where if you want to describe anything that exists, you can use these 10 categories. This is anything. And you could look at those 10 and that number three, quality, is going to parallel number three on top of the five attributes, non-essential. Okay? And when we talk of the qualities in the English as well, you drop to the bottom, you have Aristotle's four types of qualities. So we'll get to all of this, but this is the main thing. There's five ways or four ways to describe something. Mom is going to conclude all of them are not appropriate for Hashem except for one. That's the only one that you can use. This is going to be like setting us up for future uh, uh, chapters that say why we have to use descriptions of Hashem and why we have uh, descriptions of negation and things like that. But this is very important, uh, an overall way of saying what is appropriate and not to describe with Hashem. So back on the Hebrew, by point, he's going through all four of them now. Number one, Tarei Hagdara, uh, attributes that define there's some descriptions that totally define something. And one are partially definitions. Okay? 
what Torah Magdir, what would be a total definition? Hator Chai Hogeh. Avur Adam. You would describe a man, a human being, as a rational living being. Okay? Would that be an would that be a complete definition? An essential living being that thinks. That's a very good definition. Of course we can add on, but we're talking the essential. This is what a human being is, right? Or in the in the brackets, in the middle evil angels, they called a living speaker. Okay. Right. Either way, because I guess speaking, speaking was, is rational. was was rational. Okay, fine. Lamaisa that really, when we say this, it's really just defining what a person is. It's a shame near daf lemanoach adam. It's synonymous with the term human being. If I'm saying human being, what is a human being? A living, rational being. That is what a human being. That's a total, complete definition of that. Obviously. Right. We cannot use these yeah, definitions for Hashem. Because he can't be Define. given over to definition. You cannot define Hashem. Now why? So look down at footnote 2 at the bottom under Tor Hagdara. He explains why. The Rambam writes, you can't attribute any attributes of definition of Hashem. Why? Because any definition assumes a world before we have any comprehension. You have to assume, if I'm defining something, defined in terms of what? Of something that's already there. So categorios machshavtios. There are certain categories we can understand. We put the definition into the boxes. We have predisposed schema of reality. When you defi- well, how are you defining it? Defining on how it fits into the reality that already pre-exists. Nimshichom mugdar, anything that's defined, yesibos, there's reasons for that. Ubeferish kasev Rambam kan, and the Rambam writes here clearly, sheyav shal ha'hagres elokim. You can't define God. There's no a prior uh, reasons that exist, right? If you say a human being is a rational living being, that means you know there's ideas of living beings out there. And there's a concept of mind or concept of speech. Those are concepts that exist, and the human being fits into that concept. Hashem, you can't fit Hashem into that box. And moreover than that, is because those are all things that we sense, feel, and touch that has corporate reality. So therefore, that is an out. No way we can describe that of Hashem. Question? Yeah. What if we say God is infinite? Uh, you have to define what infinite means. Okay, there is a definition. I can look at it. I mean, there is a division. Well, I don't know. Is infinite, infinite is just a lot of numbers. Infinite no means no. there's no end. You know, it depends no what your definition. No depends what your definition of infinite is. Is there anything physical to it? How could you use infinite okay. in a sentence? Okay, well, we don't have to bother with it well, now. Okay, okay. We don't have to bother with it now. I'm saying, how would you how would you use infinite accurately in a sentence? We say there's an infinite amount of granules of sand on the on the no, beach. There is, no, there's, there's a finite, finite number. number. It's a finite number. No. 
did see you, your tagline was, still is, the possibilities are infinite. Right. Okay. Concep Conception. Right. So, but, 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 is that it, point but, but infinite means a lot of a number, no, isn't it? No. A never-ending amount yeah, of numbers. So now that means a lot of little pieces, and Hashem can have to be a lot of little pieces. Okay, anyway, then back upstairs, still in the second prayer by number one, Dugmas Latora Shemagdir Chalki's partial definitions. You know what you do? You take the full definition and you use half of it. Hator Chai, you say about a human being, he's living. Is that a full definition or a partial definition? Partial. It's accurate, but only partially accurate. Olator Hoga, one who thinks. A thinking being. Avorado for a person. Agdoris Chalkis, any Chalkis Yachas, Elola Atzmos Morkevis, can only use a partial definition for something that is essentially a complex unit of many parts. Doesn't a thinking being have to be alive, though? Like, what does living thinking being add? It's a computer. Is that a being? Rational being. A computer uh, thinks. A rational being. Here it says rational being. No, but. No, in English. Okay, so living, it means living rational. The being is just, it's, it's really living rational. Okay. Okay, you can, a computer can be a being. Being is, it exists. Being just means it exists. Okay. Is this a being? Cup exists. It's not living, and it's not rational. It's a dead, non-rational being is a cup. Right? So therefore, we can't do this about Hashem, because Hashem, that goes against Hashem's oneness. So these holy definitional and partial definitions cannot be said for Hashem. That's clear. So if you have any words that are going to say this is God, that's from what we think things are. It means we have a, a prior reality that God is fitting into these boxes. And Hashem is not dependent on any pre-existing boxes. Get on to the next page. Tare echus. Qualitative characteristics. Heim techunos. Those are attributes no sefes latzmos. In addition to the essential characteristics, so let's say once hey mikrim, they're quote unquote accidents. Meaning to say it's not essential, it's non-essential. Klomer inyanim cholfim things that it's switch mishdanim change lamahusim they're not essential, and certainly ain layachsam lashem you can't attribute them to Hashem at all, as we'll see why in a minute. So now there's four types of them. And now this is what we're talking about in the English. In the five adjectives, the third one, non-essential. And then you see Aristotle's third one is qualities. And then below are the four, and you got four in the Hebrew over here. So these are qualities that are non-essential. So in, in the English, we have merciful. Okay, you can be a living being. You don't have to be merciful to be a living being. Okay? It, it further defines you if you are merciful. Okay? And we can definitely apply that to human beings. Okay? But there's four different ways of this. Let's go to the Hebrew. You have ofyanim sichliim, characterizations of intellect. Let's say he's a smart, a smart human being. Or not smart. Ofyanim nafshim or more uh, spiritual things like merciful, like midos, good midos or bad midos. That we could describe people. Number two, ofyanim fizim, physical things, like he's strong. Or tekuvos al hisrashmus, 
how the person responds to affect or impressions. It responses like kas, anger, pachat, fear, rachami, mercy, tam, taste, reach, smell, core, cold, chum, warm, yovesh, dry, lechus, wet. All right? That's not the same as, uh, you know, talking about the person's uh, intellect, if he's smart or these things, okay? So that's how he reacts to situations. And finally, tachunos shel kamus, qualities of, uh, characterizations of quantity, gon orach, kotzer, long, short, okum, crooked, yosher, straight. These are the four ways that these can be described, and that's the English has that Below, not exactly the same habits and dispositions. It says carpenter, artist, scientist. Okay, he's care. You have here the characterization. If he's smart, I guess you have the smartness to be a carpenter. Is it right? Okay. Okay. So now in the Hebrew, We can't do any of this for Hashem. Why? Hashem is not something that is of a quantity. Certainly not. He's not impacted on by others. Right. He doesn't have inherent strengths. Those are separate characteristics, except what he does. And he's not, you know, one of Midos and things like that. He can't be, uh, he doesn't have inherent traits within him. Those are all parts of the definition of a God, which was not something for a, a whole, uh, a, a unified God. Okay, so that's the qualities. We can't say Hashem has the qualities. We cannot say God, even though we can say, well, it says God's merciful. He demonstrates. But that, uh, he demonstrates it. That's going to put it. We cannot say God is merciful because that now is defining a part of God. Like in your mind, where's mercy in your head? There's, there's a, so Martin will tell us better. Somewhere, some part of the brain is where the mercy comes from, right? The system. Right, so, so yeah, and if you didn't have that, you wouldn't be merciful. Right. So that's part of the whole person that you are. Right. You've been broken up into parts. Right. So that cannot be a unity of Hashem, which is a yeah. simplistic whole. Hmm. And then tare yachas, where we say characterizations of um, of of relations, so to speak, how you're related. What does that mean? It's how we define what we're describing in relation to something else. For example, father, son, brother, partner. Okay, you are Shimmy's father. Okay, now, what, what kind of definition? It's a relational definition. None of us are Shimmy's father. Okay, that, that is a definition of you. But uh, but but it's only in terms of relationship. So he says, Yaakov is the father of Reuven. Yochanan's a partner of Gamliel. Levi lives in a certain place. That's a different relationship. Yeah. Person living in a place. Zvulun uh, was at a certain time in history. Yeah. Okay, so they're not really uh, putting a part to what's being described. It's not the same as as merciful is a part of you, okay, or, you know, a certain, a strength is a part of you, okay, but, and they don't really contradict, really doesn't contradict a perfect oneness either. 
All right? If you, it, it's nothing about you. Right? right? It's about your relation with somebody else. So now you could ask a question. Why couldn't we say that about God then? Because it's not defining God, it's only the relationship. Doesn't it limit them where he is? Well, we'll have to see how. Maybe we could say that Hashem, you know, is, uh, you know, our master. Or something like that. But if you think about it, Yisbar is clear. You can't even give him these types of characteristics. Why? Hashem has no relationship to time and place. Right. So Hashem created time and place. Right. Can't say God existed at this time. What do you mean he existed at this time? He existed when there was no time. He existed when there was no place. His existence does not depend on time and place. You yeah, could, we use the terms, right? We, say, uh, we, we may say. use these terms, but that's not, you cannot define God. Similarly, you can't use any relationships with God because who he must exist. The other ones are contingent on other things. Right? Shimmy was contingent on you, mm-hmm. and you're contingent on Shimmy. Right. But God isn't contingent on anything. When we talk about creation, he it's circumstantial. That's what right. you're. It's circumstantial. It depends on other things. Yeah. But Hashem's reality, well, it's a definite reality. It's not dependent on anything. Hashem kaim, Hashem exists. Nakuda. Period. There's nothing more to discuss. So therefore, we can't use that. Two fifty six. Flip the page. Therefore, Helokim Hashem and His creation. There can be no comparisons like we could do with people. Right? You can only compare things that are in the same domain. For example, you can't relate bitterness to a kilometer. What's bigger? Sour taste or a kilometer? They don't have the, there's no terms to compare them. Right. Because bitterness is a concept of taste. You can say, how do you relate sweet to sour? Oh, right. That kilometer, it's a measure of space. So you can't do that. So therefore, just we couldn't do that. So now, last paragraph, pair means the gap. The gap between Hashem and man cannot be bridged. You can't bridge the gap. Well, you have Hashem, we have us, and we can somehow bridge it. Hashem is bigger than us. Hashem is smarter than us. Oh, we, we can't do any relation, so to speak. Well, we do Faith. a little bit, don't we? When we, when we say what we, we have to ex- attributes of Hashem that we put No, that's we're saying there cannot be. That's we're saying cannot be. But we talked about that. That's well, how we're going to have to discuss. We're going to have to discuss that. We're going to talk about physics. That's what we have to talk about. We can't try to make a bridge between the gap of an infinite God to man. That can only be in terms of quality. But Hashem is definitely the other. Type of being, it's not in any way in the lead with people. 
So Hashem doesn't experience the same experiences that a yeah. human being has. Or you can even conceive. In that there's no mutuality between them. there's no mutuality, there's no relation. So we cannot say this. So what's left? Number four, this is all that's left. Terei pa'ula, action. Actions can be attributed to Hashem. Ki habriya the creation, and what happens, hey masay Hashem, they are from the actions of Hashem, but not the kind of actions we're used to. Hashem did create the world. You can't say Hashem created, but not the way me and you would create a house. Okay, how does he create it? I don't know. I don't know. I can't describe, I can say words, but I don't know what I'm saying. I can say he looked, he wrote the Torah, I don't know what that means. He wills it. He looked in the Torah, he wills it to be, and like we said with Samantha, and boom, it's done. Okay, well, how did Samantha do that? How did she do it? I don't know. I don't want to be too nosy. I don't but, know. But it's like, so, so Hashem did do, he does things, but not the way we do things. Now, when he does things according to our schema, it looks like he's done a kind thing. Then we can attribute kindness from our perspective. It's not that he is kind. The action is perceived by us as an act of kindness. But it's not something that's mo- a part of Hashem that motivates him. When you're kind, there's a part of your body, your brain, that says, I'm turning in the kind mode, and I'm going to use that part of me to do something that's kind. But God's an infinite being, a oneness that cannot be broken up into parts. And you may decide to be kind depending on how you are affected by others. Hashem cannot be affected. So therefore, but, but he did something that was kind. Yeah, but it's not that, that that kindness triggered anything in him. So he's beyond these things. He can create the concepts of kindness. Okay, so now let's take a look at the last page, last side. Maskonis Bipergzeh. Number one, Hashem Echad Mushlam. Hashem is a perfect oneness. Klomar, Shum Inyan Einosavos. Nothing can be added to his essence. Two, Kol Tori Hashem B'Tanach. Any descriptions in Tanach, Einim Etarvos, do not describe what Hashem is. Ella Esmasav, what he does. And there, for example, the Sphiros. We say Hashem made the world with ten Sphiros. So you have that's not what that's not characteristics of Hashem it's characteristics that we perceive from the actions of what Hashem does we know what Hashem does we don't know what he is he does things realizing that human beings will perceive it and when a human being is involved in it that's called kindness but Hashem does not feel kindness because he can't feel he can do and he does things in the way that we when we integrate it it looks like if we were doing it that would be coming from kindness and Hashem does it that way so we should learn how to behave in that way yeah 
when God re, uh, regretted creating man, what did we make? So man? we discussed that. Yeah. We said he didn't want to share that idea with man. Remember, we discussed that in an earlier okay. chapter, yeah. and not that he actually regretted. We have to go back to that chapter, uh, and he. It was he had a plan, and he and he, he didn't want to reveal it to everybody else, so to speak. Okay, so now uh, let's just do point four. Five is just a summary, so we don't have to repeat five. But four has a couple interesting points. So, Mashmos Amunas What does it mean when we believe that Hashem is one, Yichud, unified? So Shlilah Shatar, the fact that we negate descriptions. Since we believe Hashem is a perfected unity, therefore we have to negate any descriptions of Hashem. If you talk about the nature of unity, this has to be the qualities of a unified God. Three bullet points. One, First, is not a numerical concept. We don't say Hashem is one. Because if you say there's one, that means there's two. And that means there's three. Okay? Unity, one God, is not expecting to add anything. When when you say one, right, then it means, well, one, why do I have to say one? Why do I have to give it a number? Because it's not two. Because there's a number two. So you're going to say Hashem is one and not two? Well, how could you say that? It means you could have been two. But one is a unit. That goes, it's called a numeral. Numeral goes, one is only a one. That we don't mean it's number one. It doesn't mean one. It means unified. Why don't we say that instead? We don't have another word for it. There's no other word. We don't, remember we said about language? We said it two chapters ago. There are things that are clearly true. You understand what it means. But there's no real accurate word for it. Even in Hebrew. Even in Hebrew, there's not an accurate word for it. And we're saying Echad, it doesn't mean he's one God. Can't be the number one. No, you say there's nothing when you else. say there's one, but that's not what one is. Okay? One, whenever you say one, what's going to say? It's one clock. Why would I say one clock? Because there, there, be there could be two clocks. Right, right. Oh, so it means there could be more than one God. It can't be more than one God. So you can't say one. Yeah. So, 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 but I don't have another word. Again, you see, I don't have the language to describe that reality. Yeah. We're limited. That's if I normally say one. What does one come into your mind? One. One. But then, but there could be two. No, that's not one picture. Right. You are the. No, I was thinking. Like the Hebrew words, like for the United States, it's not united, right? It's. I just don't have the Yeah, of the covenant, lands of the covenant. Right. So they don't use the word united. So maybe there isn't it. Is there a word no, united? Well, no, you could unite parts. You can unite a number of pieces together and put them in one. That would be problematic too. But that's not one. Right, united. But whenever you say this is one, this is one country. There's one country in the world. Indivisible. What do you mean there's one country? Couldn't there be two? No, this one country took care of everything. Theoretically, there could be two, but there's only one. If you say there's one God, that means theoretically there could be two. Maybe this God beat up the other gods. Now he's the winner. He's the one God. But that means there's potential for more. There can't be potential for more. 
He is the one. But don't we say the parish by here by here by Yom Echad because we didn't know if there would be another one. We don't, we don't say Yom Rishon. We say Yom Echad because that's that's ordinal numbers. That's ordinal numbers. No, we implied there was a first of a row. Maybe there was but only. But isn't the parish there because we no. didn't know whether we be any more? But one. But it could have been more than one. When you say Yom Echad, that means there's a day. God could be happy with one day. He may add more. If he adds more, now we go to from cardinal yeah. number to ordinal numbers. Now, if there's a second one, then that's first and that's second. If I say there's one, it means, well, he could have made more. I don't know if he's going to make more. Right now, there's only one. But there could be more. And guess what happened? He made more. Yeah. So that echot is still fine because there's no problem of having two days. We only say one because there only was one. But when we say there's one God, well, what's going to be? We're going to be like the seven days of creation, and tomorrow there's going to be a second God? Yeah. Right? So, so you can't use a number one. Right? That, that's clear. It was a huge misconception for all these people to say Shema. Yeah, when you say the Shema, you say, uh, him, he's the merciful God, and he's the just God, and he's Those one. are just, but that's not what it really means. It means he is all of reality. He is everything. Because we we teach this, but you know, we have to is come it, to is class. It in the prayer class. It's in there. Is it? yeah. I need to but that's the pshat. I mean, there's other machshavas we have. The God of kindness, God. This, but those are not real definitions. The real in the anima means when you say, I "Believe there's one Hashem." This is what we mean. That it's 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 a perfect one. A one that we can't have any concept of. A one that's not two. That's not of any parts. There's not any concept of parts at all that can be applied to a ship. Okay. Um, okay, we've got two more to go. We'll stop it over here. So I think this was a fruitful way of going through it. Saved us at least a week. And uh, there'll be much more. At least, if not more. This is just one class. That's right. It's the one.